to another episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. I'm your host, Dave. Here with me, we have Screamo Anthony and Mr. New Job Moose. How you doing, boys? We're good. And, What's up? And, hold on. Hello! And we are potentially being accompanied, I don't know, there's a bit of a surprise coming later, by uh, Pink Floyd's, uh, I'm not sure if he's lead singer, and bassist. Roger Waters. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Oh. It's a Thursday night. Dave's drinking water. Yeah, yeah. I I am drinking water, and uh, we'll see what else. Um, but Anthony, why why am I calling you Screamo Anthony today? Because I used to be in a metal band. No, uh, no, no, no. not That's Screamo. Not why? Show us your uh, manicured nails oh there, but there they are. Shellacked black nail polish. This stuff's not <laughs> removing for like three weeks, but positive. I have stopped biting my nails. Oh, is that is that what it's for? No, it's just it, it comes with it because it's just not the same. When I go to bite it, it's like I'm biting into like something glossy and like fake. So I just and I can't like chew on it. It's so thick. I didn't know what a shellac manicure was, but apparently this stuff is not coming off for three weeks. I can't remove it myself. <laughs> so you have black you nail get a, polish get a, get for a three good weeks. Nice. Get a good knife and just chisel it. Yeah. Dave, First uh, of all, can we just can we can we just scale back? We just go back two steps and just talk about how the fact that Anthony got a manicure this past weekend after the recording of our last podcast, and then chose to have black nail polish. Moose, you got you got nothing on this. There's no no ammunition in uh, in the barrel for you. Uh, no, no. Okay. Am I, am I supposed right. to, am I supposed to have I mean, something? The man's got black nail polish. It's a football hey, yeah, it's... fantasy football podcast. I know it's 2021 and we're inclusive. Am I supposed to say something like, Oh, Anthony, are you an Oakland Raiders fan now? <laughs> oh man. No, no, I have a serious question because nail biting. I, I, I've always been a nail biter. It's just a thing. Did you mm. ever bite your nails? Never been a thing for me. Um, Anthony, pristine, obviously, pristine you bite your nails. Yeah. Did you ever, did your parents ever put that stuff on that made it taste real bad? No, but they did for my sister, I believe, because she was oh. like, she bit her nails and like, like sucked her thumb for longer. So they put stuff on her finger. Yeah, it's pretty awful. God, I'm <laughs> sure, she, I'm sure she's so happy you shared that on the podcast now. <laughs> whoever, whoever invented that. Uh, is like uh they must be a terrible person well did your mom did your mom ever wash your mouth out with soap i yes. had that i had that oh i swore i think i dropped i dropped an f-bomb one time when i was i don't know 10 and whoo i regretted it because <laughs> yeah she 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 was strong mom could have been like a, an offensive lineman she like headlocked me and washed my mouth out with soap and that was probably the last time I ever dropped an F bomb in front of my parents. You know what? I, I would probably prefer that because because you know my parents, uh, for those of you who don't know, are immigrants. So I was beaten senseless as a child, and that's just what happens in immigrant families. That's the normal thing. Like I probably deserved it more often than not. But um, she she was like she was like a tiny running back. Like she was like <laughs> like she 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 packed she a punch for a, for a small person. She Darren Sproles, yeah. All right. Oh. Well, those were those were some uh, crazy personal headlines, but um, <laughs> let's move on to actual headlines. Yeah. Well, I, you know, we're talking, guys. Um, <laughs> when, no, hold on. We're going into it. But when we were planning for our off season content, 
we were wondering like how how much headlines could there be in the off season and now i'm thinking like there's too many headlines to even talk about there's so much there's so much fun fantasy football and football relevant stuff to talk about including what moose is going to lead us off with which is the most exciting one for this week yes today yes. uh phones headlines blogs everything was just going nuts with the russell wilson news that uh, he and the seattle seahawks organization uh don't seem to be getting along uh russell wilson wants to be treated like uh tom brady patrick mahomes and he believes that his skill level is is there to which he can he can lead the team independently and it would appear that the seattle seahawks organization does not feel that way they do not feel that he's quite ready to to take that step uh in my opinion i think he's he's veteran enough he's skilled enough he he had a couple of super bowl yeah he had a couple of turnovers but i mean who hasn't patrick mahomes threw a bunch of interceptions this season so did tom brady i I don't think you can hold that against russell wilson as as not being prepared well and 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 moose just to clarify the other missing piece of that headline is that it seemed initially reports this morning where it seemed like Russell Wilson's camp, him, his agents, whatever, requested to be traded. But then now they've come out and said, no, he's, he hasn't requested to be traded. But if Seattle's thinking about trading him, these are the teams he would go to. I was going to get to that. I was going <laughs> okay, to get to that. To me, I that's the what you guys thought first. Who cares about that gonna... getting along? Like, well, that's now you question. know how it feels when you do it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, but I asked point, you a Moose. question. I asked you a question, and Dave didn't answer the question. Okay, well, to me, it just went to like the <laughs> sub headline, and I'm like, who cares about the subheader? Let's get to the big bold header. But anyways, does, so what's the question? Does Russell Wilson deserve to be treated like like that type of franchise quarterback? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. If if he's des- if anyone's deserving of it, it's Russell Wilson. Hasn't won an MVP, but so many MVP caliber seasons, a Super Bowl champion, uh, clearly a great leader, great in the community, uh, really smart, uh, one of the best of the two-minute drill and and leading offenses at the end of the game. So, yeah, the question is, is Seattle going to be a team that's that's their philosophy? Are they are they more athlete-led or not? You know, And I think in today's NFL and all sports today, you need to be more involved, the athletes more. They need to take more ownership over what's going on. We've seen that in the NBA. And it's coming to the NFL. So I think that uh, teams need to adapt. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. And and one of the themes that we brought up a few times on this podcast, uh, you know, and last week, I think we spoke about it as well, is you got to look at your team and see where the talent is. Their talent is downfield with Ty Lockett and DK Metcalf. DK. So why wouldn't you become a pass-heavy team? Pete Carroll seems stuck on the idea that they're always going to be a running team. That's not to say that their running talent isn't exceptional as well, but their downfield talent is amazing. Yeah, and I guess that's so. Letting Russ cook is the uh, yeah is yeah. the thing. And, okay, so uh, can we talk about the trading now? Well, yes, I was going to conclude <laughs> with that. Uh, he has no trade clause in his contract right now, um, but you know, it's also he has not asked to be traded as of yet. No, but like anytime. Uh, anyways, very suspicious. I, mean, I feel like he stormed. Like, he stormed out of a meeting because his ideas were dismissed. Yeah, well, clearly, and like this is the most drama we've seen out of Russell Wilson ever. Well, right? I won't. I won't repeat the word that I called him in a previous podcast. Um, but I, 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 I attacked his character. But one of the teams that he 
in quotes, might get traded to, even though he's not looking for a trade, is the Bears. If he gets traded to the Bears, I, I, I'll take back everything yeah, I say. Yeah, better. You better take it well, back. Well, you know, maybe not because... <laughs> a little bit I, of an upgrade there, eh? Mitch Trubisky to Russell Wilson. <laughs> I, because uh, Jay Cutler was that word that I used to describe Russell Wilson, but it doesn't mean because he was my quarterback, I didn't think he was one. So maybe, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So basically, you described him as a jerk. I used a different yes. word, but a jerk. I don't find like that Jerk's to too be, soft. That's definitely not his, but that's definitely not that. Where did you ever hear that? Because that's definitely not the... Okay, the, what he, the image he portrays in public and in his public image. We're going long on this headline, yeah, but yeah, I will. Uh, I'll just yeah, say, let's quickly, wrap it up with the one one last yeah, comment yeah. here and move on. Yeah. So I've <laughs> I thought I was crazy because a lot of people seem to love him. I've watched a bunch of interviews with him, and he's come off cocky, like overly cocky, like what people call all Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. But he has like, it's like he's living in a dream world. Like, did you see how he was? Um, is was it the dream GQ? world that he's a top quarterback in the NFL? No, no, no. That like, it's like he's living in a Disney world. He did. I think it was a, there was a column on him and Sierra in GQ. And like other analysts commented on his interview. And it was just like, he's, he's strange. The things, he's yeah, strange, he's strange. But he's not, but he's not, I don't, I don't, I'd like to believe he's not a jerk, but he's definitely strange. That's for sure. I remember Kurt Warner interviewing him and I remember Kurt Warner's face like Kurt Warner was in shock at some of the responses like like he didn't even expect it. It's kind of he, he does come off cocky. Yeah, but you know, whatever. Like if he comes uh, off cocky, Moose, fine. You said well, one more comment. Yeah, but why does he why does he have to be like why do all the quarterbacks have to have the same personality? Who cares if he's cocky, he's cocky. Yeah. Yeah, right, but let's go to, let's go to the next yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to the next uh, But the last thing, can we just touch on what were the four teams that he apparently is okay going to? It was Chicago. No, it was Miami. You know, he he wanted to go to Miami, New York. Oh, sorry, sorry. I apologize. The teams that were interested in him are Miami, New York, New Orleans, and Las Vegas. Okay, but then there was oh, four wait, teams on his list was Dallas, Miami. Yes, something else. Anyways, Bears okay. and yeah. I don't know how the Saints are on either of those lists because they're like a hundred million dollars over the cap. Yeah. How could they possibly? Because they'll trade. Everyone. What are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they're screwed. They got no team. Anyways, all right. Okay, moving on. Um, wow, I was so en enthralled with that. I feel like I could do a whole podcast on this Russell Wilson drama. My we headline can, we, we'll, can, we can do we'll, one we'll uh, next podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we'll keep it real quick. Obviously, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so I'm a little more tuned in. Um, I got my thumb on the pulse. That's a funny expression, a eh? thumb on the pulse, because you can't take someone's pulse with your thumb. But anyways, it's a first aid thing. Um, but I, I <laughs> I'm more tuned into what's going on in Pittsburgh. And uh, two things in Pittsburgh: one, Art Rooney, Roman numeral two president of the team uh, came out and said that uh, he spoke with Big Ben, had a meeting with him and coming away from that meeting, they both agreed they're going to move forward together and that the next step is reworking his contract. So they, Big Ben wants to come back. They want him back. Apparently the next steps reworking the contract. Uh, and on that note, Juju Smith Schuster wants to stay in Pittsburgh as well. So that's, that's the current situation in Pittsburgh. Um, Dave, I, I have to correct you because I, I get, some of our listeners, some of our most loyal listeners are always catching us on our, uh, our phrases. It's not thumb on the pulse. Hmm. It's to have your finger on, on the pulse. Okay, perfect. So it's to have, which makes sense then. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thanks. And Thanks, Moose. I appreciate it. I'm gonna throw, you're welcome. I'm going to throw a <laughs> curveball because um, 
are no, no, no curveballs. Yeah, it's not because a, it's not a baseball podcast. Uh, it's okay, a fantasy football podcast. Well, because I thought your Throw headline was going to be. For some reason, I thought your headline was about something different. So I'm going to cover. I found out what my original one was. Mm. Um, it's going right, to be uh, the Deshaun Watson news. Um, I had. I think one of my previous headlines had been that um, the you know the drama that's happening over there in Houston and how he didn't speak with coach uh, the head coach David Cully, but he finally did have a conversation with the coach. And uh, he reiterated that he still doesn't want to be a part of the team and that he wants to be traded. Mm -hmm. So he he said he has no intention of playing with the team. So I'm just I'm I'm interested to see what happens with this, because is he going to pull a levy on Bell and just like sit out a season or like a Carson Palmer? Um, Is he actually going to be traded like Houston could potentially not do anything and just have him sit out all year? So. But it's just interesting to me. This guy is a we'll, we'll talk about where we have him ranked uh, because this uh, today is our QB and tight end rankings. But he, he, to me, he is a phenomenal quarterback. He is um, any team he'll go to. He'll be amazing. So this is just nuts, in my opinion. It is a crazy situation, and we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the Texans are just waiting for the right price yeah. i mean apparently uh i think adam schefter tweeted that people are leaving voicemails uh with, with trade offers and yeah and, and the such so maybe that's it maybe they're just waiting for someone to get super desperate and and not nah, i think at this point well, I, I think they rightly so want to move forward with deshaun watson because you know, you can any number you can throw any number of draft picks you want at them, but you can't replace an elite franchise quarterback like Deshaun uh, at his age um, with a contract locked in. But I think really they're playing a game of chicken right now, and uh, I think. <laughs> well, thanks, Anthony. <laughs> I think uh, the Texans believe if you know that he won't actually sit out, um, and but if Deshaun is prepared to, then they're going to lose that game of chicken at some point. Well, the thing is, we only know what the media tells us, so. Right. There could, I mean, the way he's acting, it seems like uh, it's not just like a little bit of attention, a little, little dispute. Sounds like, you know, it's a little Big. more, a little deeper than that. Yeah, a little comprehensive. All right, let's get into the main topic of the day. Deshaun Watson's a good segue in. Um, I actually have him as the highest ranked QB on our lists. Uh, we are talking about QBs and tight ends today, and we're just going to go through our top 12 um, because those are traditionally. Uh, in most redraft leagues, you only draft one QB or tight end. So we're just going to go top 12 because uh, we go with 12 teams and half PPR is our standard. Um, rather than like listing our rankings or going through them, I got some interesting questions for you guys. But at first, what what is your who who is your top tier? Which quarterbacks are in your top tier um, uh, for quarterback rankings? I want to hear from tier you Tier one, Patrick Mahomes. Tier two. Uh, <laughs> okay. So Patrick's in this elevated uh, tier yeah. for sure. Okay. I put him in a tier on his own. I think, yeah, I think he, he's just, he's, he's safe. He's not going to get you. Well, he does get you good points, but he's not going to let you down. He always, he's got a great floor. Yeah. Yeah. And he's basically, if he play like, he's basically going to be a top three quarterback like every year, right? He's basically yeah. a lock. Um, okay. Who else? So Patrick Mahomes is on, on his own. Yeah, I can agree with that. Then who else? Who else is in that that next tier? 
or close um, to St. Patrick? Well, I, I have, I don't know. Cause I think the next year is pretty big. Yeah. Like I, like, I think, I think we'll for, agree in different orders that like for we'll, me, I, I almost have till my, like I have, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. I have like seven quarterbacks in the next tier in my opinion. Oh, okay. So I see how you did yeah. it. Really? So for me, it was more, I included a few more quarterbacks in the top tier with Mahomes. So for example, for me, it was, is Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and the aforementioned Deshaun Watson are in a tier alone for next year. In terms, You see, of the, the thing is, see, that's where it gets tough because I put Dak in there as well. Yeah. I guess I'm just not as high on Dak. Uh, but I, but I on what grounds? Like his injury, like if you say he's injury prone, then that's a, a good ground. But like, like we mentioned his past two seasons, he was like, he was uh, second in a half point PPR. And then this year he was, before he got injured, he was going to be the number one. Like he, he was, was dominating. Sure. For four games. Um, I, yeah. so, so, okay. So he's finished second one year and he was first for four games in another year. By no means does that mean he's a, he's a locked in top tier quarterback for me. Um, and again, we're set, we have to separate real football from fantasy because his fantasy is obviously way higher value than in real football, but I just don't trust Dallas. Uh, what? I think there, I, I need to see. So when we when we when we're past draft season and we see what they've done and any moves they've made i need to see them shore up their o-line um and 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 then see what kind of are the other thing that helped dallas in terms of from a fantasy standpoint was their defense was horrible this year so they always they were those first four games where dak was playing he was throwing the ball like crazy he had to he was coming from behind they were putting up huge points um so if they don't shore up their defense but their o-line's better then i think that's a recipe for success and, and dak's healthy but they they weren't like I understand the not trusting Dallas, but what were they one and three in his games? They could lose and he can still dominate. And he in 2018 he was in the top ten. He was tenth, I believe. So yeah, not a top tier in that year, but that was his rookie year. I, I would just say he's he, if anything like compared to all the receivers and even Ezekiel Elliott, like I think Dak Prescott is the most safe on a. Um, uh, up and down Dallas team. Yeah, in my opinion, if Josh Allen and Kyler Murray get to be in that tier, then yeah, Dak. I mean, they're less proven than Dak, so exactly. Uh, I I would have Dak up there. I don't know if they're less proven. I think they've done the about the same. But to me, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray have a higher floor and maybe higher upside because of the way they run the ball. And I know Dak's pretty mobile, but I don't feel like he's he's he runs the ball as effectively as josh allen and kyler murray especially kyler yeah okay but uh yeah so but kyler murray was eighth in his first year so that's not a top tier so he's one top tier one not kind of like dak and then this is dak's third year so it's you can have a lot of the same this isn't isn't dak's third year he's been around for longer than that third much longer way longer because this he's he's trying to get his second contract he's about to get 2017 Six. This is his sixth season. Yeah. His sixth season? Holy yeah, crap. Yeah, he's been around time for a long flies. time, man. Yeah. Um, Sorry, this is his fifth season. Uh, he's. Oh, yeah. Two year would have been yeah, his no, fifth. Sorry, six. Six. Yeah. Two th- yeah. So 2016 was his first year? Because My God. Yeah. your entry level contract is for five years. Well, four years, and then there's a fifth year option, right? Okay. So here. So Dak was sixth, 11th, 10th second and on pace to be number one yeah 
It's a pretty good track record. So yeah, he's I mean, way more and, proven than Kyler 11, Murray. 10th and 11th for quarterbacks, not that great. Like Carson yeah. Wentz was 11th at, for a lot of the year this year. I, yeah, it's not that but, good. But that's what we we're saying. He's more proven than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has had eighth and second. And two, uh, third, uh, yeah. but he was first for the whole, for most of the whole year as well. Yeah, but, but that's it. So Dak was that, first right? like, for the games that he played. So that's why we're saying it's a very comparable but Dak Prescott is more reliable because he's literally been in the top 10 for his I whole think it's, career. I don't think it's comparable because we only have the two years to go by for Kyler. One, he was first year, a first year rookie with a rookie head coach to finish eighth. And then in his second year moves all the way up to being one of the most dominant quarterbacks for fantasy football and, and rushes for almost 900 yards. Like those aren't comp, those aren't comparable. And, and it's the eye test. Like Kyler Murray's a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Oh my goodness! Do you agree with that, Moose? I am uh, way. I don't know. I, you, I you can, can if for fantasy, I would rather have Dak Prescott. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially with the receivers they have now. I mean, because how many eye tests did Lamar Jackson pass until None. he as a thrower of the football in his as second a, year as a thrower he, of the football in the second year? Yes. Because remember, we had this discussion at the start of uh, our podcast before the season started in in 2020 that. Uh, a lot of people like the reason why I got him in dynasty super late was because people didn't think he can throw. And then the season that he dominated, we were like, oh, wow, he proved most of us wrong that he can actually throw. And then his this stats were he, better. His stats were better, but it did yeah, not look but good. I watched every game. He looked good that season. This season, he did not. So that's no, no, why no, we're Moose, saying Moose. Want to chime in Lamar? How did Lamar? How did, how did Lamar's throwing look last year? Better than two seasons ago. Yeah, better than this year, exactly. This year it looked it looked uh, atrocious. But I just saying, like I, I did, you know, I understand your point, Dave. Like obviously, Dak Prescott was injured this year, but so I have him for being in a, in for five games, and in those five games, he threw for uh, eighteen hundred yards. I, you know, I if he kept up that pace, he would just blown everyone out of the water. Yeah. So yes, pace was insane. I don't know. I I would uh, I would. I would feel more than happy taking Dak Prescott in fantasy next season. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset with with having Dak. I just don't think we should expect him to be a top three quarterback in fantasy football just because he was on pace to like shatter, like to be amazing last year for four and a half games. Well, listeners, take take yeah. what you want, leave the rest. And and just uh, to finish this conversation, so I'm the one that has Kyler Murray the lowest. Uh, Moose has him second. Dave has him third. I believe I have him sixth. sixth. Um, I just think the quarterbacks I have ahead of him, Mahomes, Allen, Prescott, Rogers, Deshaun Watson, are better. Uh, Kyler Murray, there's no doubt that his running ability is up there with um, with uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, he's probably a better thrower than Lamar Jackson, and I do have him higher by one spot. But I just don't think... I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think he can keep up being a top tier guy. Like, yes, he was second this year, but do I think he can do it year in, year out? No. Do I think he can be a top 10 year in, year out? Yes. I, I, I think he will regress this year. Yeah. I mean, well, there's, there's a lot of things, um, you know, that, that they said about Lamar Jackson, they said about Kyler Murray, and they're all sort of coming true a bit. You know, they said, uh, Lamar Jackson won't be able to pass the ball. We saw a little bit this season. He was struggling passing the ball. They said, Kyler Murray, he's a really small guy. He's going to get hit a lot. He's going to get injured. Well, we saw that too. 
started taking some big hits and he slowed down real fast. Yeah. So, you know, I still have him up there high because he is extremely talented. And if you get him in fantasy, uh, you're going to be happy. But if we're talking about tiers, I think that top tier is it's huge with yeah. the quarterbacks. I think he's less alu- like Russell Wilson gets hit a lot now, but I would say that the amount of time, to- if Kyler Murray gets hit the exact same amount as Russell Wilson, I think Russell Wilson, his durability is better than Kyler Murray. So I- I'm not confident that Kyler Murray will always be healthy in a season. Like he played all 16 games, but I think going forward, I think it's going to be a problem. I- he gets hit pretty hard. We're, I think, and it makes him slow down. I, so listen, I got to go, I'll go back and like, I can go back and look at a uh, specific. I want to go back and look at the game where he did hurt uh, his ankle. I don't think it's from running. I think it's from getting sacked. Um, so I don't think the running is an issue because he's a great slider man. But that's again, what I'm saying. He's again, not a elusive. baseball player. He's not elusive like Russell he's Wilson. Not elusive? He's not elusive. No, no, no. Elusive. Like, <laughs> wait, in the sense that Russell Wilson, like I said, Russell Wilson's getting sacked more now. Russell Wilson's older, but he's had a crappy offensive line for quite some time. And you've seen Russell Wilson have some crazy highlight plays where he kind of pulls like a Mahomes. He's like running left to right, left to right. Yes. I just find that Kyler Murray. So does Kyler Murray. Yeah. But when he gets downfield, yes, yes, when he gets down the field, I think also he is very elusive, but I just feel that he will take more hits than Russell Wilson earlier on in his career. I actually, it's funny. It's funny that you're, that you brought up the comparison because I think they're like identical in their upbringing. Both were baseball players. Both are on the smaller end. Russell, obviously a little bit thicker, but they both slide so well. I think they both do an amazing job of avoiding hits. Unlike, um, like maybe other running quarterbacks who, who, especially bigger ones like Josh Allen, for example, who takes on hits. He's might be more durable because he's bigger, but I think he does a great job. To me, it's more the O-line. Is the O-line and the overall offense going to be better and going to pro- going to protect him? Because to me, it's getting sacked where, you, where you're not expecting it and you just get nailed and blindsided. That's a risk of injury way more than going for a run and then sliding. And and uh, numbers that we reference on this podcast uh, that Moose is famous for as well. Um, playoff weeks are week 14 to 17. Um, three out of the five are not top tier numbers. 3.78, 15.38, 18.46, and then, th- oh, sorry, four weeks, um, and then 33.14. So three out of right. four, he'll let you down, which he let not me down in the- Okay, God. Of course, for a quarterback, a game. quarter, a top- Okay, Anthony, you're saying, you're saying, you're concluding, he's gonna let you down like Moose says about Mike Evans. He got injured. He left yeah, that game the, and then he played injured the rest of the season. Yeah, but this is what Moose and I just said, that him taking the hits, he will slow down at the end of the season. So do I want a quarterback that will slow down at the end of the season? No, because your quarterback needs to put up 21 points, 20 to 21 points or more. That's what you want. That's a top tier quarterback. Okay, that injury could happen week one, it could happen week 14. It just happened to be week 14, but he was the number one quarterback up until that point and the most consistent quarterback up until that point. But let's move on. Here's what I want to know. Um, out of your, whatever you consider that your top quarterbacks, or even even if it's top seven, top eight, whatever your tier is, would you, first of all, how early would you draft one of those quarterbacks? Or would you even draft one of those top quarterbacks? Is it worth it? Or are you thinking about waiting? That's my question to you guys. I, I think, I, yeah, I think if you don't, if you don't get one of the top three tight ends, in the first three rounds, uh, you should take one of the top quarterbacks. 
Hmm. That's a good strategy. So you think the three, we'll get to tight ends later, but okay. So, and f- for you, that's like top seven or eight quarterback, like one of those? Uh, Yes, because, I mean, if everything is equal, it's going to be a tight end or a QB that's going to that's gonna win it for you. So if you're not getting one of the prized tight ends, then you want one of the prized quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Or, someone, or someone with the ability to be one of the prized quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay. Anthony, how about you? Well, um, hold on. actually, hold on. No, no, no. No, not somebody with the potential ability. You want rock solid. You don't want to pick a speculation early. Okay, yeah, not speculation, but so someone who has a safe floor, who you, like is going to be reliable at minimum, but also has the upside to be like the number one guy or number two guy. Yes. Okay, fair. Anthony, what are your thoughts? So for me, my draft strategy is usually not to draft a quarterback early so i'm not getting these top tier guys in like the the mahomes the kyler murray the josh allen um to to bring back my the the league that moose won this year i won the year before i won the league with lamar jackson but where i drafted lamar jackson pulling it up right now was even anthony wait 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 wait, let let me finish and then comment no because that's that's a (laughs) <laughs> Lamar Jackson's a unique situation. No, but wait, this is my point. I I don't draft a quarterback early because I'm going to try and hit on a quarterback in the later rounds. I know, so, but you're you're acting like you're getting Patrick Mahomes in the late round. Like well, nobody nobody knew that Lamar Jackson was going to break out that season. Okay, well right. Josh but, Josh but, Allen was drafted in round like 6 or 7 this right, past but, year. So but again, was, like well, you, can, you can't well, say I wait till the late rounds and and draft uh, Lamar Jackson. No, my point is, I'm going to compare it to this year. Where is Trevor Lawrence going to go? Could I potentially get him where I drafted Lamar Jackson two years ago? It's very possible. Depends on every league. So for me, I am not I am not taking a chance on a quarterback early. Yes, it would be nice to have a quarterback and not have to worry about it. Moose won this year with uh, Jalen Hurts and Jared Goff uh, in the back half of the season. So to me, it's more valuable uh, to draft running backs early and and get support for that position because they get injured often. There's a lot of teams that have um, um, two running backs uh, on the team. So to me, that position is scarce. It's harder to hit on one of those guys later in the draft. So I would rather take a chance on like even, let's say Burroughs might drop this year because he was injured. So Burrow, Burrow. I'm sorry, Burrow. So if I get him in a later round and he does what people expected him to do the past year. That's amazing. Like I, I got lucky with Lamar Jackson because everybody's like, he's a terrible passer. So I'm not going to take a chance on him. I thought it was worth the chance. So I think it's better to try and hit on a quarterback late than try to hit on like a running back late. So that's my strategy. So I will not have a guy like Mahomes, probably Josh Allen, Kyler Murray on my team because those guys are going to go early. I don't know. I'm all about, all about, maximizing your points as much as you can because that's how you win so there's no way i'm leaving one of the highest scoring positions to late in the draft but, but, but here's you did the thing. this year and you won no i didn't you yeah you, well, you had no you Jared drafted Goff. matt ryan no you no, drafted, drafted matt ryan and then traded him. prescott and traded him no he no, I, got I, I had prescott. matt ryan oh yeah and i right. traded 
uh, with a bunch of wide receivers for Dak Prescott, and then Dak Prescott got injured. Yeah, because here's the thing: you you don't there each week we see so many quarterbacks have huge games. So you could theoretically you could have streamed your way to a championship win at the quarterback position because you just need someone who's going to produce on those weeks right. and. Like, obviously, we'd love to have Josh Allen or Kyler Murray or Patrick Mahomes who would just plug in each week um, or, or, sorry, have the top, one of the top guys. But the difference between Patrick Mahomes and, like, eight players down is is minimal. Right. You're not, it's, it's really minimal. Like, if you look at a points-per-game basis, Patrick Mahomes was 25 points per game. Josh Allen, 24.8. Aaron Rodgers, 24. Kyler Murray, 23.9. Like, it's so minimal. Then you go all the way down to Lamar Jackson, 22.1. It's a minimal difference from a week-to-week basis. So, yeah, the overall rankings, Josh Allen was huge. Kyler Murray was huge. But you just need a quarterback who's going to be in that category, in that 22, 21 points and up each week. And then, and that's what you need. Tight end's a different story. Right. And that's why, like, I think Moose is correct that his second tier, similar to how I look at my rankings, second tier, there's there's more quarterbacks in it that than people may think. So for me, like I, I'm going to I'm going to be sitting pretty in these drafts because people are going to go the the typical Mahomes, Allen, Prescott, Rogers, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray. I'll be happy getting a Russell Wilson or a Justin Herbert after those people Big like time. So those people are going to probably suffer a bit at running back or wide receiver. I'll have that set. And even I'd be happy with a Stafford with the with the surrounding he has in L.A., who I have as my 12th quarterback in my rankings. Yes. And the, and that's you hit the nail on the head, Anthony, because the difference between drafting a Mahomes versus a let's say it's Russell Wilson or Justin Herbert next year will be way smaller difference between the difference of like a, getting a Camara or a Cook uh, or a Derrick Henry. Exactly. Versus whoever the next yeah, but guy you, is like. You're not those. You're not drafting those guys in the in the third and fourth round. But the tier drop off is higher. Even if you in the second or third round where you're getting a running back, even the next tier of running backs, it's just okay, way below. Compare, sure, no, okay, so compare, Moose makes a good point. Compare your Moose third or fourth point. round running back to any of the top quarterbacks. I'm taking a top quarterback. Okay, but compare a third round running back to where I get. Lamar Jackson in the eighth round. What running back are you getting in the eighth round that you're confident putting on your team? Dude, you're not you getting think... Lamar Jackson in the eighth. No, I'm saying in the year. So let's say Trevor Lawrence. You get you Trevor get Lawrence in the eighth. In the eighth. Yeah, you, you, get... could, you can gamble. You can gamble and maybe get lucky. What I'm saying is if you're here to win, you want to maximize your points. But okay, but what's more sure is that Trevor Lawrence is starting. Um so nothing, Trevor nothing Lo- is sure with Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so let's go. He's Joe not Burrow. even on a team let, yet. So let, let's go. Joe Burrow is, okay, the, the, he's going to be the next Andrew Luck. Everybody says he's going to start, but I'll pick one that's safer. Joe Burrow. Let's say I get Joe Burrow in the eighth. What running back are you getting in the eighth? Like Joe Burrow is going to be a lock for like 20 points. That that's his, that's his floor. What running back are you getting in the eighth round that is going to – like you might want to know not even be a starter. You, yeah, you want to know who's even drafted Anthony, in the eighth Anthony, round this year in a lot of Anthony, drafts? We're not talking about Joe Burrow in the eighth. <laughs> we're talking about our top, top one and two tier quarterbacks in the third and fourth round. We're not talking about anybody else. And you know, but the reason why I'm mentioning it is because the so drop off is less. Like Dave mentioned, the stat wise, yeah. the the points per game is less compared to the running backs on the per 
points per game for a third round running back and an eighth round running back. Listen, so when the- it comes down to guys, it's a difference in philosophy. So Moose's mindset, three-time champion Moose, his mindset is he's trying to draft the essentially the best player at, at every position, right? Or someone that could be the best player at every position. That's his mindset. So, so- he doesn't want to settle for somebody who is close to that like he's looking to get the maximum points at each position that's a legitimate theory and that's the theory that that's his that's his philosophy that brought him his championships so if you want to if you want to talk about drop-offs talk about how close the drop-off is between uh you know a fourth round running back and an eighth round running back they're probably about the same they're gonna have the same chance of maybe starting if a starter gets injured or, you know, maybe flashing and, you know, they get 50% of the take, or maybe they, you know, they jump up ahead that, that third or fourth round running back is the exact same as any other running back you take later in the draft. The difference is you could get a quarterback who is, you know, much better than that running back that you'd get there. So okay, here's my, so here's my question, Patrick Mahomes, we all agree is our number one, where um, would you draft him? Late second round. Let's say you're one of the top three picks in your redraft. It comes back around to you. Would you draft back to Mahomes? Uh, at a price you're willing to pay. I'd yeah, I'd maybe take him if I was in the in the eleven twelve spot. Yeah, exactly. I, then, then I, I know would I, agree with that. Then I know I get my two picks right away. Other than that, I think you're taking these quarterbacks starting somewhere in the third round. But then, it, it, yeah, I would agree with that. That's the only point I would I would take a player like that. But I would also like to throw off the draft and pro- potentially draw, draft like two decent running backs at that position or the, a top running back, a top wide receiver, and then everybody's going to panic. Um, but, <laughs> but, but that's it. But I would like, uh, I agree with Moose that probably getting a tight end or a quarterback at the back end of the draft, like 11th or 12th, is very beneficial because you own that position pro tip you have to get a tight end you have to get one of the top three tight ends uh yeah in 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 the first two rounds and i would even go so far as to say well i mean (laughs) i would even go so far as to say that you want to get that next tier of tight end in the third round Uh, for sure Listen. Well, well. So you're saying only, only three. End. You're saying only three people have. Okay, we'll get to tight ends. Yeah, wait to tight until uh, we finish with uh, quarterbacks. D- uh, did you have another question for us? Yes, I want to finish up with quarterbacks. Um, so we talked a lot about the top tier. I want to talk about some rookies who are coming back and where you, what you think their prospects are in their second year. Some exciting quarterbacks. We already talked a little bit about one, so we don't have to maybe mention them too much. But those are Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, and Joe Burrow. Um, and we talked a lot about Jalen Hurts on one previous episode of the podcast, so listeners can go have a listen. But where are you? How do you feel about these three? Um, in in order of confidence, sure. Um, uh, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Anthony, S- same. And I would I would agree. Same for me. Um. And I think we both have, uh, Moose and I have Justin Herbert as our eighth and Anthony as 10th. Do you guys see Herbert for someone who was breaking rookie records last year? Do you see him as his upside potential to be like a top five QB next year? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't see why not. I mean, he, we, okay. I think we spoke about this as well previously. He was, he was thrust into a situation that he thought he wouldn't be in and, he made the best of it and 
it was a great season for him. And I don't see why he wouldn't improve on this, you know, yeah. and he, even if he doesn't, you know, get astronomical numbers, I think for fantasy, if you have Justin Herbert, you're, you're feeling good. And they have a, the Chargers have a new young coach uh, who was the defensive coordinator of the Rams and kind of has that young McVay kind of hotshot type of uh, swagger to him, but who played quarterback himself. So I think he'll be able to have a good rapport with uh, with Herbert. And uh, I see him. I think he has huge upside. So, you know, for Anthony's argument of waiting on a QB, if Herbert's going to be available later on, that might be, for draft purposes, that might be someone you want to target. I don't think he will be. You don't think he'll be available later on? Someone's got to be available later on. Of course. Holmes, I don't think Allen, gonna, Murray, I don't Watson. Think it's be him. Who who do you think will fall below him? Like uh, like if I follow Bruce, your you rankings, you have him ranked eighth. Yeah, you have him ranked eighth. You don't think he'll be available? Uh, not as late as you're suggesting. Like when? Well, when I, what round do you think you'll take him in? I think he'll go next year. Off the top of my head, I think he'll go round six. Okay, well that's not uh, terribly late. That's way later than round three, where you're suggesting to take a QB. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, but I I think he'll go before that. To be honest. Yeah, okay. I, I think some drafts people will reach for him because kind of like how, yeah, people will reach for him because of the potential and how he shocked everyone this past season. So, well, yeah, you'll be lucky, like you'll be happy if you get him in the sixth. Okay. Um. All right, before we move on, the last one I want to ask you guys, because we already talked about Hurts quite a bit. Uh, I'm a bit higher on him than you guys. And Burrow, I think we... You know, Moose would would Moose would say he's a little riskier. I would uh, even put would, um put uh, Jack, uh Trevor Lawrence ahead of uh, Jalen Hurts this year. I know he's not on a team. He's going one overall. He's going to Jacksonville. He will be better than Jalen Hurts. I <laughs> beer bet second beer bet, Dave. <laughs> no, I want to wait till after the draft because Philadelphia okay, is an absolute gong show, and I yeah. we have no idea what they're gonna do. But uh, there's a in real football, Trevor Lawrence. I'm I agree will be better. Perfect. But fantasy is a different, uh, different uh, beast. Anyways, um, last question for you guys: Deshaun Watson currently a Houston Texan. We talked about him earlier. If he does get traded, is he infallible? Is he good? Is he like does his ranking change for you guys if he's on a different team, or is he like an elite quarterback no matter what? I, elite no matter uh, what. Honestly, I only put him that low because of the question marks. I can't. There's like three teams that would make him worse. Name them. the Jets. Washington. No, I think he'd be okay with the Jets. Um, More okay with the Jets than Washington? Dude, Washington yeah, Washington is an absolute tire fire. I they have not, a, a I better no, they run. Were, they, were. they have a better run game and pass game than the Jets. One, they have one wide receiver. The football team has really turned a corner. I, I know. Who's know. the wide receiver in the Jets? That's better uh, than the three options in Washington? What are the three options in Washington? Braxton Berrios. <laughs> <laughs> Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, and Gibson McKissick. I think Deshaun Watson would tear it up in Washington. Yeah. But I, I think Jets is okay. worse than Washington. Anyways, Moose, who are the other three teams in your opinion? Washington? Um, I don't know. I, 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 in my head, I had three teams, but I, I think I was just thinking Washington <laughs> three times. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. It's from, in, for me, Deshaun Watson's elite no matter where he goes. Yeah, I think. me too. You can't get can't get much worse than his situation has been in Houston with that disaster. He did yep. have some good targets, but still. Um, 
Okay, let's move on to uh, tight ends, guys. Our tight end rankings. So our tight end rankings, I adjusted mine a little bit. Our tight end rankings are eerily similar like and that's just how tight end goes so but there's um, one there's one one person who's different on everybody yeah Only and we'll we'll get to those fun uh, topics but let's start with the top and the number the number one guy for the past five years in fantasy football and that's travis kelsey we all agree he if all things being equal he's the number one guy um where would you be comfortable drafting travis kelsey next year i I I take him in the first round, back of the first. Yeah, what? When? When? Ten to twelve. Yeah, ten to twelve. Moose. Yeah, ten to twelve. Yeah, I think the only people I draft ahead of him. I think we talked about this a little bit. Would be my elite, guaranteed, uh, running back, or maybe yeah, Devonta Adams. You know, qu- quality wide receiver. But even then. I no. might take Kelsey he, over one of those he, wide receivers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's the ultimate receiver, yes. even though he's a tight end. Yes, and they're like the difference at that position is just astronomical, astronomical. So, like instead of drafting wide receivers, it might even be better to draft Travis Kelsey and George Kittle at the back end. Like if you're number twelve, get both of them if you uh, can. That's what uh, someone on this podcast did, but it, it wasn't with Kelsey. It was when Ertz was still hot. And I drafted Ertz and Kittle. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ertz, when Ertz was hot. I mean, the difference in a points per game basis, Travis Kelsey was 17.3 points per game, which is insane. Next was Darren Waller at 13.9. Like, it's nuts. The drop-off's nuts. Um, all right, so I think I would draft him at the end of the first as well. So we all agree that's that's his his value. It's going to be interesting to see where he does actually go next year. Um, so he's the man. Now let's talk this next category. We both have, we all have George Kittle, Darren Waller uh, as the next two. Uh, do you guys see them? Are they close to Kelsey? Or are they another tier? Are they secondary tier? What's the deal? Well, it's tough because I, d- I don't think you can really tier out the tight ends because they're good for different reasons. I mm. mean, George, George Kill is just a monster, but, you know, he gets injured. So, you know, it's like you got that risk, but he, he's going to be really good. And for me, Darren Waller could be, amazing like absolutely i i think darren waller could be like a travis kelsey but he has Derek carr throwing him the ball so that's uh that's where that's Th- at throwing it to him a lot though i mean if we look at overall points travis kelsey had 259 and then darren waller 223 uh this past year next best was robert tunyon at 150 so i mean waller got waller certainly got thrown the ball enough this year yeah, but it's the quality of the balls thrown, Dave. I don't think Derek Carr's that bad. I think you're 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 soured based on Derek Carr's like poor fantasy performances every now and then. But as a, I think he's more than capable of supporting Darren Waller. Well, he's shown that for two years, two years I, in a row. I disagree. Yeah, but I think he could he could be more. And he, actually, he could I would be say, more. I would say I'm more confident that Derek Carr supports Darren Waller throughout the year than when you factor in the injury risk, then Jimmy Garoppolo, because how much have we seen Jimmy Garoppolo in the past three years? Half, half the games. And it's been Nick Mullins or, or, or who, who's the other guy? Bethert, you know? So, and then, and then Kittle himself being injured, but Jimmy Garoppolo is more risk than Derek Carr. Uh, I would say so, but 
I would say that they're I would say that they're eerily similar. Like they're not trustworthy quarterbacks, but they've still managed to keep Darren Waller and George Kittle at the top in the top tier at their position. Uh, George Kittle just wasn't this past year because of injury. Um, and even if even if uh, Garoppolo with his so let's say George Kittle played the whole season and Garoppolo still was injured, I think George Kittle would have been fine with uh, Nick yes. Mullins or any other quarterback. So I think these guys, when we talk about elite players, they can play with anyone. So right. it's like Al, like an Allen Robinson. So I think Darren Waller has done way above average with Dar- with a below average quarterback, and so has George Kittle. And so, that's and that's what I said. I said he's amazing, but he could be much much more but but how how much is much much more much much more would be travis kelsey category do you think and, and if I, I think he could i really think he could he has the talent to be in that category but i don't think he's he's not even that far off like he's the closest one he was right. last year and i think moose you've made the argument that in the past that the worse the quarterback the more he relies on short passes to the tight end anyways or yeah, to, but again to you're, you're missing it they, they have to be good passes uh, okay, do you you think? But, but how passes? is how is getting close to Travis Kelsey not good pass like like not good passes from from Blake Bortles well, and you, Mitch? Yeah, because you can't a lot of you can't say that all of the times they targeted Darren Waller, it was schemed that way. Like it's Derek Carr panicking and then just rifling it at at Darren Waller. You know, I don't know. I just I honestly think that you know, like I said, Darren Waller's amazing. I have him on my dynasty team, but I think he could be substantially better with a quarterback that can you know really work but, with him okay well dave what was the difference between him and kelsey on a points per game basis it was 17 to 13 and then overall 259 to 223 okay substantially better in my opinion if i'm looking at the numbers would be better than kelsey so if you had put if you would put da- uh, darren waller instead of kelsey on kansas city would he be better than travis kelsey I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I, I think they'd be about the same. Okay, so not substantially better, just slightly better if you yeah, had well, a I'd, competent I'd like quarterback. To, well, I'd like to see how much faster Darren Waller is than Travis Kelsey because I'm sure on a lot of those plays, Darren Waller's beating the defender. Yeah, it's you know, just before it's Travis Kelsey about, does. All about the speed. Yeah. Um, and like Derek Carr, I don't know, 67% completion rate this past year. It's not so bad. I think you're again. I think you're being soured by the just the unreliability for him at the quarterback hey, I'm position. Not, I'm not saying don't draft Darren Waller. Like you guys are getting hung up on this. Like I still have him in the top three. But like, but you're it, saying you can't trust Derek just, Carr. But he's but they've been successful for him. Darren yeah. Waller has been successful. All right, then with that partnership. Okay, then we're all in agreement. Darren Waller's in the top three. <laughs> and okay. uh, you know, have fun but, but, with your car. But it's it's less that it's it, it's less it's less the fact that we're like just trying to put you in a spot. Like you, basically, what you're saying about him is how you described Terry McLaurin. And I think your point makes more sense with Terry McLaurin that if he had like a Mahomes or a top tier quarterback, he would be way better because he's super talented with terrible quarterbacks. But I would say that the difference between Kelsey and Waller right now with Waller playing with Carr is very minimal. So I'm saying that Derek Carr like has done everything for Waller to even bring him so close to Travis Kelsey already that he Anthony. doesn't he, there's substantially better is such a big word for when he need, just needs slightly better. Okay, so Anthony, 
you and I, our teams, imagine a world where our teams are equal. And now you could have Travis Kelsey with Patrick Mahomes throwing to him, or you could have Darren Waller with Derek Carr throwing to him. Who do you take? Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah, Mahomes. Obviously. Right. But, so, but it's your point so, hold on. of substantially so, okay, better. So now, so now switch them. If you had Patrick Mahomes throwing to Darren Waller and Derek Carr throwing to Kelsey, do you still keep Kelsey? It's very think, close. At I that think point, Kelsey's more close. talented than Waller. So I think Kelsey, yeah, yeah, even no, no, with Carr, will be the, better. So you think Carr throwing to Kelsey, you'd keep Kelsey? I mean, I'd take, I'd take Mahomes and Waller in a heartbeat. I don't I think you're underestimating Kelsey a little bit yeah. because it's 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 about the it's not just about athleticism Darren Waller's more athletic it's about knowing the defense it's about how to wh- where to position yourself in the zone defense so that you're open like how many times do we see Kelsey so t- wide open and then we're just like what's the defense doing part of that is just Travis Kelsey being so smart Yeah no of course and I yeah. I mean I have him listed as one I'm not underrating yeah, yeah, yeah. him my my point is that I think that Darren Waller is just as talented and with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, who can find the player and get the ball to the player, in those instances, uh, you know that's what I'm saying. Darren Waller could be even more. All right. Because I don't well, think Derek, not... I don't think Derek Carr is the kind of quarterback who can, you know, get his players the ball. He needs people to be wide open to get the ball to the. Okay. Right, let's, so, let, let's let Moose yeah. have the last one on that because we're running out yeah. of time. Um, we're all. It's fun. This is super fun. This episode's being. It turned out to be way more exciting than I thought it would be. Now, if Kelsey's a late first rounder uh, for all of us, where would you draft Kittle, Kittle or Waller next year? You're taking them in the in the second or third. Yeah. Okay. And you're. I, and I would you're, say. I would say if any of them are even available late in the third. I. I mean, that's you're, that's you're having a surprising. field day. You're having a yeah, field day. Okay. Okay. Um, so a lot a of field day, lot, a lot will depend on uh, your draft position, but you heard it here for second or third round. Okay, so those are our top three. Now uh, let's get into this next. My next question to you guys is: Is there anyone on your list who you think has the potential to emerge next year as a every week starter? Maybe close to the Kittle and Waller category, but maybe not. But someone that you can trust, put in your lineup every week, and you're happy with the result. Well, yes, that would be the next two players that we all have in the exact same <laughs> order. You, okay, so TJ Hawkinson and, and Mark Andrews. Okay. Like to me, we shouldn't even talk about these players because we have the same first. What is it? Six. The same first five. Five. So. So I our think next, we should get our next two are RTJ Hawks and Mark Andrews. And we both feel that they, uh, we all feel that they could be uh, weekly starters. Who else then? Is there no one else on your list, Moose, that you're comfortable with? Uh, no. Oh, okay. So now we're getting into um, risk your category or streamable category. Anthony, is that, is that how you feel as well? Or is there anyone on your list that you think could be a weekly starter next year? In my bottom half? Um, yeah. Um, I would say, I, I would say an interesting one would be Mike uh, Gesecki, uh, because there's a lot of talk of what's going on with Miami. Maybe, um, maybe getting Deshaun Watson or just having a new quarterback, and like he was fine with uh, with who they had already. So I would say a Tua. step up a court, yeah, or with Fitz. Tua, Tua or Fitz. So I, I think 
he either stays the same or gets a boost uh, with a new uh, QB. So he's an interesting person. And I would say also maybe like you guys don't have him in the top, but I would say Jonu Smith because Jonu Smith, I believe, still made it into the top 10 this past year in half point PPR. And he missed a lot of games. So I would say that if he stays healthy, um, I, I think he can be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, Johnny Smith did finish 10th overall, but uh, Hayden, Hurst missed a finished, lot of games. Hayden Hurst finished 9th, and you guys gave me <laughs> so much crap on that. So, yeah. um, well, I mean, for me, Jonu could, Jonu could be leaving. Eh? He's a free agent. For me, uh, after Mark Andrews, Robert Tunyon, Mike Gusecki, Logan Thomas, and then really everything after that is uh, it's just the same. It's but you. You have an interesting one, Moose. I just want to know your thought process. I'm not bashing or anything, but uh, Blake Jarwin was supposed to be the starter in Dallas. Do you think that Dalton Schultz's is that how you would say it? Schultz's Dalton Schultz's Dalton Schultz uh, will be (laughs) a factor uh, this year, or do you think like you have him in the top ten? So obviously you think he'll be a factor, but do you not factor in Blake Jarwin being healthy and coming back? I mean, Dalton Schultz looked really good. I mean, if he can keep that up, I uh, I would think so. I mean, they they targeted him, you know, quite a bit, especially in riskier situations. Uh, you know, I think they they felt they could depend on him. So, I mean, like but like I said, after if they're both healthy, if Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz are both healthy going into the year, like Blake Jarwin was the clear cut number one before he got injured. Yeah. I mean, do you I, think Schultz did enough to replace him to usurp him? Yeah, I mean, I, I would think so. But again, like the, he's in my category of it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> OK, Moose, how do you feel about Robert Tunyon? So you have him uh, sixth, which is and we have him lower, which we don't even have in our top 12, Anthony. And I, but you're probably more I, appropriately ranked. I have him in my top 12. Oh, you have him 12th. Sorry, my bad. Um, but that's probably more appropriately ranked because he finished third this year. Um, you got the most. You got this. Well, you, you know how many touchdowns he got? How many tutties? The same, you mean tutties? the same as Travis Kelsey. Right. But so what, you, what's unfortunate, though, is that a lot of them were in one or two games. Right. Well, he had three in one game. But so to me, I think why people might rank him lower is he needs. So even with all those touchdowns, the same number of touchdowns as the number one tight end, he finished 100 plus points behind him. So he's kind of touchdown reliant last year. Yeah. So do you think... Jimmy Graham was also still there. So uh, this season could be different. Jimmy Graham? What are you talking about? Robert Tunyon? No, 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 no. Jimmy Graham was on uh, Jimmy Graham the was on the Bears. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. So really, it was Devontae Adams, and then it was Tunyon. Tunyon was the big red zone guy. Um, but I think if it's just – if they have no other receivers, if they have no other additions, I would put Tunyon higher up because I think because of that red zone threat that he is – but in terms of a yardage and a target basis, I think it was pretty low. He only yeah. had over, over five targets twice. Which is why I dropped him down to 12. It's not to say that he won't do it again, but yeah. I, I, I think it's safer at 12. Like, I, I put Cole Komet higher. Like, it, it's not a Bears versus Packers type thing. I just feel that uh, <laughs> sure? Jimmy, Graham, sure? Jimmy Graham at his old age made it at, to number 11. Um, Cole Komet uh, had a few flashes of um, greatness, I would say. So if if um, Jimmy Graham is not there next year, I think Cole Komet is the 
the 100% starting tight end and he will score touchdowns. I don't know how many yards he'll have, but I think he'll make his fantasy um, impact on touchdowns. And he's he's talented. He's very talented. Yeah. And you have he's to always factor You got to factor in draft capital where these guys were drafted because that's how highly the team values that player. And if I'm not mistaken, Cole Komet, was he was he first or second round, Anthony? Oh, boy. I think he um, was uh I feel like he was second, early second. second. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll double check that. But anyways, it, it means when you're drafting a tight end high like that, it means you 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 want him to be the guy. Um, the only other guy on my list that I feel could emerge um, as an every week starter is Logan Thomas. Um, and I think we saw a lot a lot of good things from Logan Thomas this year. Uh, and I know what Moose is going to bring up. He's going to bring up the questionable play of the quarterback, who will inevitably be the lead quarterback in Washington, but. Logan Thomas did well uh, even this year um, with uh, Alex Smith or whoever was in. Um, and if they don't add another piece there, he's really their second target. So I, I could see him emerging as a an every week starter next year. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah, I would agree. But for me, it's like I said earlier in the episode, target one of the top guys that don't. Top three. Yeah. Well, not, no, I would, I would say even uh, top six. Top six, okay. Get yourself a get yourself a solid tight end, because realistically, if you don't get one of those top guys, like you almost might, it's like not even worth starting a tight end. Like well, you, and- get, you get like two <laughs> or three points. So, well, the difference, the difference in, and this is what I wanted to bring up: the difference in tight end play, uh, always, but especially this past year was way more dramatic than the difference in any other position, especially quarterback. So, to me. I agree with you, Moose. I think it's it's much more valuable to draft a tight end early um, than it is to draft a quarterback. Yeah, because you the you'll get way more points from a late round wide receiver than a late round tight end. So just take that tight end early and and get the max out of that position. Right, and, and Moose's strategy is correct. Like like you got to listen to him. He's won three championships. My one was based on what ifs. So. I got Lamar Jackson. I had Mark Andrews, who was unproven at that time when Hayden Hurst was supposed to be the guy. Um, this past year, I picked up Tunyon. Um, he ended up being third, but it's like you you need to do your research to to get lucky. Like nobody knows between Mike Gusecki, uh, Cole Komet, Fant, Henry, Logan Thomas, Johnny Smith, Robert Tunyon, where they're actually going to finish. Like that's why it's important to draft those those top tier guys because you know you're going to get production and you know you're going to own that that position compared to the rest of your league. Whereas yeah. the other people will be scrambling on the waiver wire. Exactly. Um, interesting to point out, Moose did have Kittle this year on his championship team and had right. and then was able to replace him with Tunyon. So he ended up winning with Tunyon, but. Tanya was the the third the third guy the next tier guy so good enough to win yeah um all right guys I think that about does it for tight ends and QBs that was awesome that was things got heated we were we were getting into it way more than I thought we would um but let's wrap it up with well, uh, I mean, our with, favorite segment with uh, Anthony getting so uh, emotional about Derek Carr and his black fingernails I mean maybe <laughs> maybe he is a Raiders fan now the well, ra- the autumn wind is a Raider. Remember that last two years ago? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh, our next segment here. Moose hit us with our, uh, they said it on Reddit. Oh my goodness. We're, I didn't even, I thought we were done. That, that, uh, okay. I'll just go through it quick. 
uh, yeah, I'm pulling it up here. Just give me a second here. I, I didn't realize I was uh, taking care of this, so I uh, <laughs> I now have to find it. I mean, so maybe you want to do you, some filler. You birthed the segment, but uh, of they said it on Reddit. In previous you're, episodes you're of they the, said it on Reddit, you're the host here. You're supposed to do these things. Oh my goodness! Uh, pretty sure we established pre-podcast that you had right, it. Here we go. Up, but okay, here, we go. here we go. They said it on Reddit. So this is uh, a post from uh, Jeopardy is a sport, and uh, it's not really a comment or a question. It's bringing up, uh, you know, uh, rumors that the Dolphins and Aaron Jones um, have a mutual interest in each other. Hmm. So how do you guys, I guess I'll ask the question for Jeopardy as a sport. Um, I, I was going to try and do it Jeopardy style, but I, I don't think I can. <laughs> you say the answer and we say the question. Exactly. But uh, no, what do you guys think? Do you think that's, uh, that Miami is a good landing spot for Aaron Jones? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. On a team that uh, we saw Miles Gaskin be v- very successful as a fantasy running back. Um, we're bringing in an elite running back like Aaron Jones who can catch the ball and run any run through the through the ta- between the tackles outside um and it's a team that might need to rely on the run absolutely i think that's a great destination for him he'll do great yeah if they're if they're truly not trying to get another quarterback i think Tua will need um amazing talent around them they got a decent receiving core like i would say an average receiving core at best and just getting Aaron Jones, like we said, he's elite. So that will take a lot of pressure off of uh, Tua. So I think uh, I think it could be a really good landing spot for him. Moose, what do you think? Um, well, I you know every man has his code, and that code for me is never draft anyone who plays for the Dolphins. But so, has that? Uh, well, but that let code. Me, let me, okay, go ahead. Let me finish here. So that. That might change if Aaron Jones went to Miami gotcha. because, uh, you know, Aaron Jones is an absolute beast. And especially if it's somewhere, you know, I think, you know, these players get traded around. And uh, like I was looking at uh, what's his name? Queen, Queen and Williams, you know, saying how Keenan, much he, yeah, yeah. Keenan Williams saying how yeah. much he wants to stay in New York. He loves New York. So this is a thing for me is if Aaron Jones is saying, yeah, I really want to be in Miami. Miami saying, we really want you here. He's talented. They got a young quarterback, uh, you know, Fitz is there. Yeah, worst case. So I think uh, he would. I think he would flourish down there. I think it would be great. Really, really good. Yeah, and I think you might need to start changing that. I think the philosophy is rooted in don't draft from awful organizations who are historically bad. But Miami is turning things around. They're now they're a quality organization now. Who are you, you uh, to- who are you drafting from Miami, Dave? Next year. Yep. Mike Mike Kosicki <laughs> right now. Really? I take Miles Gaskin if I can get him late. I'll take whoever the running back is if I can get him late. Okay, but you're not um, – But that's And the, I tell you who else I get. That's the point. You're getting guys you, – you're getting them when you're like, eh, maybe I'll get them. You're not getting anyone from Dallas that you would consider your starting team. From Miami. You said Dallas. Sorry, um, from Miami. But I, they're, they've had one year under Brian Flores. Okay. I think – as at, we're going to see them become a better and better team. We'll see if they draft. And, and they're going to draft, yeah. draft Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith or someone like that, and I'll definitely draft them. <laughs> like, um, I mean, uh, the, the, um, 
Devontae Parker uh, was injured more this year, but he wasn't bad for the games that he was in there. And the year before, I believe he had finished a lot higher than we had predicted. Um, I'm pulling the numbers up right now. Like, he, uh, to me, he's a good flex play. Like, obviously, you're not looking for him in your drafts. Okay, but that's but, my um, point. That's my point. Nobody's really interested in drafting someone from Miami. Right. But I would say, so Devontae Parker finished seventh with Fitzmagic uh, two years ago. If let's say Deshaun Watson went there, does Devontae Parker? Oh, that changes everything, obviously. Yeah, exactly. So but I, I, think... I think Moose is right. Currently, yeah, not yeah. many people. Not like, many people. I'm excited. Trust me, about. nobody's walking to their draft unless they're a Miami fan, being like, "I'm going after that Miami guy." Right. Yeah. Like, it sort of just <laughs> happens. You're like, oh, I guess. Yeah, it's true. Um. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about what we've been drinking this whole podcast, guys. Uh, Moose, what do you go? Why don't you go first? Uh, Labatt Fifty. Ah, good old fashioned Classic. Labatt Fifty. The first time in season two, you've crushed a Labatt Fifty. Any no, facts no, for no, us? No, 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 This is like the this is like the fifth one. Yeah. In season two. Yep. Yes. Mm, I've had one. This, this is had, episode I, what? What episode is this of season two? I don't know, but I've literally had one every episode. Why are you yelling, oh. Dave? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. I, I did. Do you have any facts for us about Labatt Fifty? Labatt Fifty. Or was that the first episode? I think exactly. that was the first episode. Okay, exactly. gotcha. Anthony. I have a Kurz original. Okay, and we have talked about that as well. I uh, do not have a beer, but um, classic for you guys, I have been sipping on. I broke my, my Thursday trend, and I felt I needed a little drink, so I'm drinking a Crown drink Royal Maple whiskey. Oh. And... Um, yeah, it was pretty full, that glass, at the start of the podcast. So, uh, Well, we delicious. didn't see it, so uh, I think you're a liar. Sure. <laughs> I okay. saw it. I saw it. Um. I, I, uh, I, tend, I haven't tried it, but I, um, I tend to not enjoy things with, with added maple flavor. Yeah, well, me too. Fair enough. Uh, I bought it on Canada Day a number of years ago as a celebration. I was like, what's more Canadian than this? Maple whiskey. Um, never ended up using it that day. So it's just been sitting like on my, uh, my little alcohol cabinet. So I busted it out. And I'll tell you what, with a little bit of ice, the the maple crown Royal, oof, it's pretty tasty. No, I'll it's, try uh, it, but you'll never get me glass. to enjoy it. It's not, uh, it, it might be more of a, uh, like a dessert drink, you know, like an after dinner. Yeah. I feel uh, like it's, I feel like it's one of these teeth. things that you buy to give to your guests. Like, Hey, have some of this maple whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad though. Anyways, so I've been enjoying it. So cheers. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes our final way too early rankings episode. Um, and uh, I'm just looking forward to the rest of our off-season content. The next time we'll be doing rankings, we'll have a much clearer idea of where everyone's playing. I think we'll do one post-actual NFL draft. Um but stay tuned for uh, for Sunday. We'll be coming at you with uh, all sorts of fun stuff. I've, I've got something to say real quick because uh, yeah. the three of us were talking about it during the week. If you have Disney Plus, they just got a heap ton more content. I was oh, yeah. super, super disappointed. They were advertising this show, Solar Opposites, which I think is from the creators and um, animators, yes. voice actors of uh, Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, great. Let's, let's jump on this. So I start watching and I get to the end of the second episode. And it just stops. Yeah, and I just noticed that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I guess it's just two episodes. Or is it a and, new uh, show? Well, I don't know. But in my opinion, these streaming services, this is not the way to do it. 
the the making it like a TV station where it's week to week, like they do with the Mandalorian. Like I would rather they did, you know, three episodes a week or something like release three at a time or, uh, you know, release the whole season at once. You know, these streaming services, you want to binge, you want to binge things. And it's frustrating when you just watch one sh- one episode and it's like, ah, that's it. That's all we got. Okay. But when, a, when a show is new and they're, they're making it week to week, you don't want them to release it. You want them to just wait for the whole season to be done. Yeah. Why not? I mean, you didn't even know the show was in production. Mm-hmm. And then it comes out, you watch the whole thing, you feel great. You know, if it sucks, you stop watching. But I mean, but I wonder, I, like, I wonder about, what this think about Yellowstone. How much, how much did you enjoy just watching three seasons? I still haven't finished the, the but, season. But you three also yet, told yeah. me not to binge it. Yeah, because it's that good. Enjoy but the thing it. is, did you, did you, you had the option to right. watch that next episode? But I, I wonder if it's less about like, I, I think maybe the streaming services, it has something to do with traffic that some of like these shows that they know people will come back for, like, for example, um, WandaVision, that they know they're going to get a lot of traffic on the day that it gets released. So I don't know, maybe they have their shows yeah, that they want people to binge and then some shows that they're trying to create more traffic on more of a day-to-day basis. Yeah, but what does it matter, Anthony? They're not advertising. There's no advertising. The traffic doesn't no, matter. I, no, I'm not saying that it matters. I'm just saying maybe that's a factor, something we don't know about that they feel that they need to do that. The the only thing would be that they were they don't want people to, let's say, uh, get a, a membership for one month, like people were doing with Mandalorian. Right. They get it for one month and then and then they bail or whatever. But I mean, I would rather they write that into the contract, like a gym membership, you know, where it's like you have to have it for the year. And uh, we promise to put out <laughs> this much content. Hmm. Well, I guess it's all about how you consume. Some people like to chug their beers. Some people like to sip them. That's it for this episode of the podcast. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao.